welcome everybody to another fantastic, fabulous, hyped, whatever version you want to call it, of the heat ratio. I'm your host, Tony Cotillo at TCotillo23. And as always, my co-host is Mr. John Coker at PGHJohn36. I got it right again. I'm doing good. What's up, my man? How you doing today? I'm good. Not as good as you though, man. You're you're on cloud nine. Ah, uh, this is this is you know, this is probably the most easiest episode to try to uh prepare for because it's just it's happy everybody's happy i mean it stemmed from you know it, somebody said on sunday i think sunday was the probably the the most perfect day i could ever recall in a long time just the weather was gorgeous everybody was happy you know you're at the mall you're at the shop everybody's giving each other a high five wearing an eagles gear and you know luckily and thankfully the outcome is what it was and it just you know it stemmed from morning New night, you know, me and John celebrated after the game. We hung out a little bit. Everything was crazy as always. And, you know, just a great time to be a Philadelphia Eagle fan. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody going out, getting their gear for uh, Monday morning. It was, it was crazy. 8 a.m. on Monday. Wow. Everybody got their uh, gear on, like, fresh out of Modell's. Let me say, let me say something about that. I think that is highway robbery. It's selling those. I went there, man. So. $55, and you can't even, like, for cotton, that's the 80s. We don't wear cotton anymore. We need a dry fit. And you can't even give me a dry fit. So you go in Models and they, and they have everything all stocked up because they have your saliva tape as you walk in the door. Oh, my God, I can get my Eagles gear. Hurry up, hurry up. And then you look, it's a $55 for an Eagle sweatshirt with an iron-on patch. You don't even have something sewn on. And then right across, you could buy an Under Armour, nice, dry-fit, heavy-duty sweatshirt for 40 bucks. Well, you know what? Well, but, 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 That's the... Yeah. <laughs> Because they you got to do a little something here. Yeah, but they make they make double the amount of sweatshirts. They got you know how many no. how many Viking sweatshirts and all that <laughs> stuff they just wasted. All they do is double the price in the winter, and that comes all. Yeah, but it's not even cost. it's not even a name brand. It they, 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 it's like forty seven sports or something. Like I I never heard of this thing. Like I don't even know where it's made of. I mean, I'm just saying this is not the time to price gouge the fans. Oh, you do that enough. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I'm just, again, well, that's just me. I'm me being me. But that's the first thing I thought. Like, I thought it was crazy to charge 50 and then $40 for a T-shirt. $40? You got to be out of your mind. I, I can't believe it. Of course, we're going to pay it. But it's just ridiculous that they're doing this to everybody. I, I just can't believe it. See, and that, that's when I wait till, like, August, September, or, like, next year. You get the throwback? Oh, no, dude. I, I'll get them <laughs> things at TJ Maxx or Ross for about 8 bucks, man. I don't need it today. And you know what? Is Florida Mills still in play? Oh, yeah. That's in play, man. But I'll tell you what, and this goes out to all you Philly fans out there. Don't mess with the mojo and start wearing your new gear. You got to stay true to what you do. No, yo, yo, that's a good point because um, every game I rep the authentic back-in-the-day old-school Axe Man, Jeremiah Trotter jersey, and I will always wear it. Or I wear my nice, fresh, authentic Eagle sweatshirt. It's a hoodie. That one I'd pay $55 for, but it's just amazing. I mean, just, you know, and, and to get back to the game and, and just the, the, the day that we talked about, the weather that we talked about, you know, I did say, and I'm not going to pat myself on the back again, but I did say, and everybody thought I was crazy, and I said this on, on many different shows, on many different occasions, and many different versions of social media, I just had a feeling. I had that gut that Nick was going to reach deep down inside, go back to Chipville, go to 27-2, and two, and he was going to air it out, and my God, did he ever. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe they shredded the defense like they did. I mean, the Minnesota's defense just did not show up, man. 
I mean, Foles, he had some decent balls, but some of them, you know, that weren't even. Ah, uh, come on. You know, I'm Mr. Negative, but even I can't say nothing negative about Nick. Well, I some of his throws weren't there. I'm not saying uh-huh. they didn't catch him. I'm not saying they didn't There was work. one throw to me that wasn't there, and that was the first one of Torrey Smith that he still should have caught. That was the only one to me that was underthrown. It was. It, it should have been, a you know, out in the front, but he threw it on the back shoulder. It still hit his shoulder pad, and it dropped. He still should have made that catch. But all in all, I mean, Nick was on point, man. Yeah, he was. He was on, I mean, that play, you know, it, this is what – you know, for weeks I've been talking about, you know, and it's funny. Somebody said on a, on, on a, the Philly Influencer uh, Facebook page, they said, hey, is Tony a believer yet? And, it, it, you know, and I, I just want to say, I want to address that. This wasn't ever about Tony not wanting to bleed green. People need to understand the way my opinions are felt. I look at everything, in, you know, in a realistic point of view. And I just say, I'd rather look at the, not negative side, but the drawbacks and then be happy for what happens to prove me wrong. Listen, prove me wrong. That's all I'm asking. Prove me wrong. And you know what? Nick Foles, prove me wrong. Doug Peterson, prove me wrong. Howie Roseman, prove me wrong. And that's okay. Because even though I'm a reporter and, I, and I'm an analyst and I do I do article work and you see me on a, you know on TV and I'm on a radio, whatever, but at the end of the day, I'm still a fan. And it's okay. It's okay to be a fan. And I said this on this show. Last week was the game that you need to be a homer at. This week, next week, Super Bowl, this is the game you need to be a homer at. I don't give a shit where you're from. I don't care what work you do. No negative work goes on this week. Nothing. It's all roses this week because it's Philadelphia and we're going to the Super Bowl. Absolutely. I mean, you got to cherish this. Uh, these two weeks. You know what I mean? That You got two weeks. Enjoy it, you know, enjoy it. There's, you know, there there shouldn't be any negative talk. I mean, they came out, they they handled Minnesota on basically every aspect of the You're game. You're right. That nobody saw coming. Like, I didn't see them holding them to seven points either. No, I mean, so, no, no, I not mean, at all. I mean, that, that, that was. There's, there's not a whole lot of negative to talk about that game, you know what I mean? But no, you shouldn't. Hey, you're there. You made it to the Super Bowl. You got one game to win. That's it. Ain't, ain't no need for negativity. Hey, there was negativity from the whole national media, underdogs, all And that there still stuff. is. It's still well, never going to end. They're still not giving us any respect. But you know what? Screw them. We don't want it. Well, exactly. You How's gotta, that? You got to go there and do it, you know? <clears throat> I mean, you know, it, it, there's so many things to take from this game. and So many things that we've talked about in the past that were negative, right? So we talk about foals, okay? We talk about a guy who, you know, was thrust it into this role who obviously let's face it nick signed on this team for the hopes that he wasn't going to play we all know that and that's okay okay we saw the story about nick wanted to retire maybe want to go back and you know bail hay or whatever he does but at the end of the day he just wanted to be a clipboard guy and he wanted to help mold the young carson wentz which he did and then, unfortunately, Carson gets hurt, and he gets thrust in, the, you know, in the action. You know, he goes against a giant. You know, he comes into that L.A. game against the Rams, and and listen, he took care of business. That throw to Aguilar might be the throw of the year because that 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 catapults us to the number one seed. But he comes out against the Giants. He plays a great game, but against a giant secondary that was missing two of their big guys, and in, in Landon Johnson and Eli Apple both went out in the second half. So you couldn't really gauge him on that. And then the next two games were just what Nick Foles really is. Okay, he is. He's a backup. He's not great. He's good. He's he's good. We talked about this, right? He's good to win one game. But when he has to dig, dig 
deep down inside to get that extra gear. That's what he did. And we said that, and I said that, and you said that. We've all said that. Listen, can he win you one game? Absolutely. Can he win you two? Absolutely. Can you win you six? I don't think so. But we only need to win two. We won one last week. We won one the week before. And now we need to win the third, which is going to be on Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, I mean, he has to keep up his play. It, whether he wants it or not, he's the leader of this team. You know what I mean? He, I'm, I'm not talking from an, emo, an emotional standpoint, but he's the leader of the team. He has to lead by example. He has to take control of the offense. And, I mean, he just has to keep up his play. No turnovers. I mean, I, that's still key. If he's not, oh, if he, if he's not throwing that, and, you know, I, like I said before, the third down efficiency is, is so key. So as long as he keeps those two things up, uh, Bird's got a, a pretty good shot, man. Brady, yeah. Brady and the Patriots haven't looked, uh, you know, overwhelmingly good over the past you know few games. And you bring up a good point about the third down efficiency because this is a team in Minnesota who came in with the the top defense on third down, and the Eagles were, you know, again, let's face it, the Eagles weren't great on third down once once Carson went down. And the whole script flipped on Sunday, which was remarkable. And I think one of the things that, that happened in this game, and, and this is where it is tough for me, for all my people out there to follow me, it's tough for me to admit this, but this this was the game to me where Doug Peterson proved that he is a true head coach and a fantastic play caller. And the only reason why I say that is because I talked on the air for multiple weeks and say, I wonder if... Was it Carson Hyde and Doug? Was it Carson Wentz that was just running his own plays up in the line? Was it, you know, he's shaking off Doug, and maybe that was why Nick looked so bad. I'll tell you what. I see it now. This was Doug, and this was all Doug, because the imprint he put on that offense in that game was remarkable. And might I add, I know it was Mike Zimmer, okay, but you're talking about the Falcons in uh, Dan Quinn, who people can argue is a pretty good goddamn coach. Okay, you're talking about in McVay, who already won the sports writer coach of the year, who may as well may win the NFL coach of the year. We'll see. Okay, and now we're talking about Mike, Z- you know, Mike Zimmer, who has been a really, really good head coach over the last couple of years. Doug got coached all three of them. He outcoached all three of them, and dare I say, if he can outcoach the goat and Mister Belichick, my God, man, what do we have in Philadelphia? Unbelievable. Yeah, no, he's outperformed them all, you know, and you know, I a lot of it's tied to him, but it's tied to Foles. It's tied. It's tied to the whole heart of the team. Yeah, you know, it, and, it and really these is. Guys going out there and wanting to do it, you know. So I mean, yeah, give Doug credit, but you know, this is a whole team effort, and you know, even watching him in the press conferences, he knows, man, that that team is just put together this year. You know what I mean? He he has a different style. And, you know, he really does, and, and that, that was always the question. Would it work? Would the laid-back, you know, approach? I know we've seen some of the footage where, you know, he's getting in the player's ass here and there, and, and I get that. But the laid-back approach of, you know, hey, man, do your thing, relax, you know, it, it just it, it brought back the Andy kind of perspective, but I think this is a different. As much as I used to think he's an Andy clone, I don't think he is. I think he's he's built a little differently. I think he has the Andy thing where he protects his players. He goes to war for his players, and the players will always play for a coach like that. Yep. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think he expects more out of his guys than Andy did, and I think that's why these guys have been so successful. 
Yeah, and I mean, I think they're doing it amongst themselves in the locker room, too. I don't think this is yeah. a group that necessarily needs pushed. No. You know? And, hey, that's year-to-year, locker-room-to-locker room. What may work on one team may not work in another. You know what I mean? Even with all these coaching carousels, how much of it is actually the coach versus, you know, just the camaraderie's not there, there's outside stuff. And when you got things going good in-house and you got everybody believing and going towards the same objective – especially when nobody's believing in you, you know, in the outside world. You believe in yourselves, you group together, and you make it happen. Yeah, I mean, you, you bring up a great point. I mean, you talk about locker room, you talk about camaraderie, you talk about teamwork. You know, one of the things that always separates teams, players from teams, is individualism, right? It, it's the whole, it, it's a me-me mentality. I mean, look at New York. They, You know, with Odell Beckham, he's a me-me-me guy. I get it. You know, you look at Washington when they had Deshaun. Deshaun was a me, me, me guy, right? I mean, you see it in your own division. You see it everywhere. And then you got a guy, and and again, here, you know, I'm not, this is going to be a week of apologies from your host here, uh, Tony Cotillo, because I, I really, I, I've judged everybody wrong. I mean, I'll talk, I'll go back to the first press conference with Alshon Jeffrey when he signed here, and he said, this was just a stepstone, okay? Everybody told me, no, he's saying this is a stepstone to a Super Bowl. I said, no, he signed here just to get more money and to go somewhere else. Well, goddamn, did he prove me wrong because, number one, he turned into be an unselfish receiver, which you don't see in the NFL, especially as a number one guy. Number two, he signed an extension, and he's going to be here for the long haul. And number three, he was talking about the Super Bowl, which is where we're going. So good for him to prove me wrong. But that they're the kind of things like Garrett Blunt signs here. Okay, to be not the guy, but just to be a guy. Okay, that's the thing. Jay Ajayi, I was wrong again. I said he was frustrated with his role. He wanted to be the guy instead of a guy. But again, he's okay with that. Tony wrong again. Okay, Corey Clement, here's a guy who had a a nostalgic college career, goes undrafted. Obviously, he probably thought to himself, I can beat out Wendell Smallwood. I can beat out Kenyon Barner, but never said nothing, just proved it on the field. Again, not wanting to be the guy, just a guy. And I think that's one of the mottos of this team and what makes them so special. Yeah, and I mean, nothing, nothing negative, but to go back a few weeks ago, we're talking Colin Kaepernick. Now, let me ask you this. Yes. If they signed him and Foles was going through that rough stretch, do the Eagles make it this no. far? Or is it a constant distraction of, you know, that Foles limped through them last last two games? <sighs> you know the fan base. And I'm not saying whether Doug agrees to believe in himself and what he decides and that Foles is his guy. That's one thing. But when you have three weeks of fan outcrying to get him out there because, uh, you know, he can't run the offense, he looks lost out there, whatever. You know, uh, hindsight's always twenty twenty, but that's exactly why I said Kaepernick was not the right move because I agree. I don't think the Eagles would be in the Super Bowl if they signed him. I'm going to say two things on that. Number one, uh, there, I got to admit, I think it was there was a, a throw that Foles tried to make uh, I think it was Everson Griffin who came in and hit his arm. And right away, he, he winced on his right. arm, right? Mm. And I'm telling you right now, the first thing in my mind, because if we all remember, I said, what if NFC Championship game, Nick Foles goes down, games on the line. Okay, who would you rather have in there? Would you rather have Kaepernick or RG3? Or would you rather Southfield? And for a moment, I thought, God damn, man, if he's hurt, 
This is what I was talking about. This is the moment. So, and, and the reason why I bring it up is because the reason why I personally not, I can't speak for everybody else. The reason why I said to sign a guy like Colin, and you're right, he could have been a distraction, was to only be ready if, not if Nick Foles didn't know the playbook. Not if Nick Foles didn't know, you know, was going through a cold streak. If Nick Foles went down, that was my concern. I've said that. I've gotten numerous arguments about that. I never, ever called for Colin Kaepernick to come here to start over Nick Foles. This was Nick's team. So for everybody listening who went back and forth with me, okay, on the RG3 and Kaepernick, I just want to get that out there because this is, this is a game about, I mean, this is an episode about just airing out our differences, right? And this is about apologies from Ticatillo right over here, okay, because I'm not afraid to eat crow. This is the best way to eat it if you, if you ask me. All I'm saying is that was a moment in that game I thought about that, but you're absolutely right. I think there would have been that fan base, the same fan base that embarrassed ourselves at some of the uh, pregame ceremonies, which was a small, small percentage, and we'll get into that later. Okay, but, yeah, they probably would have been clamoring for Colin Kaepernick, and that wasn't my point for bringing him here. Right. Oh, yeah, no, the point was if he went down. But, like I said, I think it would have been a distraction. And you for could how be right. gelled this team is, I mean, who, who knows? Nobody knows, but... That's exactly like just seeing this team to come together, man. I'll, I'll tell you, it, it is something special. And again, I mean, again, not to not to sound cliche here, or not to sound like a broken record, but here's another Howie Roseman, another guy. I mean, you look, look at the players on that field in that NFC Championship game, and you think about it. Okay, yes, we we we, we could get into the Carson Wentz, Nick Foles, yeah, but just across the offensive line. Okay, uh, I can't say his name. I'm going to call that Big V. My boy Adrian Feku uh, can always pronounce the names on point. Bitter Birds, PhillyInfluencer.com. But, you know, I can't do it. Okay, so I'm just going to call him Big V. A guy I did bash. I did call human turnstile. A guy that I said I was, I was, I was greatly concerned for his play. In the, on some of these top-notch games that I felt we should have went at the trade deadline and we should have got a guy like Damone Brown, okay, or a guy like Glenn for Buffalo. I felt like they were the two guys that we should have went after. Obviously, he played the game of his life. He played one-on-one, and, 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 and shout-out to Brian Baldinger uh, on Twitter who actually uh, who gave me this stat. And I, me personally, we gave us all the stat and showed us he held Everson Griffin by himself on a seven-second block. Okay, this is one of the best defensive ends in football. Didn't hold him, had the right technique, had the right foot uh, the foot technique, right hand, hand-eye coordination. He proved me wrong. Again, that's Howie Roseman. That's Joe Douglas. Okay, uh, Patrick Robinson. Here's another guy who should have been cut in training camp because he was getting burnt more than my 10-year-old burns as toast. Okay, this guy couldn't cover anyone. And here he is, acting on a Pro Bowl level, had the pick sick to the house, to the house that changed the game, I might add. Number two, Ronald Darby, a guy who I, I, listen, I never said Ronald Darby stunk. I just said Ronald Darby wasn't great. And I still don't think he's great. I think he's a very good cornerback. But that play, Patrick Robinson doesn't get into that end zone. If Ronald Darby doesn't run 40 yards, and and, and he, he tried to throw a block, and it was enough interference for him to get 
in the end zone. So again, these are just a lot of different things that have happened and a lot of different changes offensively. Najee Good, there's another one. Nigel Braddon, we talked about last week. I mean, all these unsung heroes, right? Rasul Douglas uh, on the field. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Stefan Wazuski. Here's another guy, offensive line. You know, we signed Chance, Chance Womack, and I know I'm going around here, but I'm just so elated and I'm so excited because here we go again. Chance Womack was the guy who was supposed to be the grinder in the middle. He was supposed to be a guy. Stoutland was supposed to reinvent him. He was supposed to reinvent his college career. But guess what? The guy stunk. He couldn't play. So here's this guy, Journeyman. Wisniewski comes out of nowhere. Boom. And this guy, he might be next to Kelsey, I mean, our best interior lineman. Brandon Brooks, who we all thought was a mental case. He was he was Sean Andrews all over again. The guy was stealing money, we were told. Oh, that's ridiculous. The guy's a pro bowler. I mean, there's just so many things. I'm, I'm getting goosebumps right now just thinking about this. So many things that came into play for this team. Yeah, and I mean, I've, I will say, I was, I was a somewhat doubter. Look, when Wentz went down... I mean, I'll tell you, I'm like, yeah, they can get by at a 500 record for the rest of the year, you know what I mean, uh, or whatever. One and done, right? Well, one, a lot yeah, of people are one yeah. and done. One, one, yeah, one and done, like I said. Yep. Foles could show up and win the game, or he could just not show up and lose the game in the playoffs. But I really felt that Wentz made this team a juggernaut, and I, in my opinion, it was their offense that was the scary part of him with Wentz in there. You know what I mean? Oh, without he was a doubt. on pace for the, for the MVP of the, of the league. In my eyes, still should be MVP, by the way. Well. Still should hey, be MVP. The more the more and more Foles keeps winning, that kind of gives his chances a little less and less. But neither here nor there right now. I mean, the point is when he went down, I thought the offense was going to go down, be mediocre, the defense would not step up, and that the team would fall apart more than come together as a group. And I'll tell you what, it may be a good thing that they had that Dallas game late in the year where it was just, I know there wasn't a whole heck of a lot to play That's for. Good point. That's a good but point. rather than just rolling in and, you know what I mean, routing a bad team or, or something along those lines, like, yo, you guys got work to do. And I think they realized that a little bit, you know, when they stumbled down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, and you speak about Dallas, how awesome. You know, I want... I was uh, tuning into as as I always do. I try to you know I I conveniently try to listen to other affiliates in other towns. Just to, I'm just curious to see what the pulse is out there. And I was listening to uh, ESPN Radio 97.3, and they were talking about Dallas and, and, and you know talking about what's wrong. You know how you know how, I can't believe we're sitting here. I mean, look at the Eagles. You know we hear excuses from Jerry Jones and Jason Garrett, and you know here they are with Nick Foles going to the Super Bowl, and they're talking about the players we're talking about and the moves that they made. And what about us? How can this happen, man? I'll tell you what. It is so great to be on the other end of the equation and of the conversation. It really is. It's just a it, you know it's a tribute to all of them. I you know Je- you know Jeffrey Lurie. As much as people say, you know, look we. We all, I mean, I was on record, too, saying maybe Jeff's the problem. You know, and Doug Peterson was the safe pick. Doug Peterson was the guy who came in, and he was the fourth or fifth option, and he was the guy that we all said that Jeffrey said he can't hurt us. He's the guy who said, you know, Jeff, Doug's going to come to me and, and, and do basically whatever I need him to do, basically what Jer- Jason Garrett does with Jerry Jones. And, and I thought that, too. But at the end of the day, man, Jeffrey Lurie, guess what? 
uh, you know, he did say the gold standard, which you can't be the gold standard to have a Lombardi trophy. But all I'm saying is, if he wants to dance, he wants to get down, and he, you know, he wants to get crunk, and he wants to throw peace signs, he wants to throw pounds to whoever he wants, man, I am down. Jeffrey, you go get it, you get whatever you want, and you deserve it, I'll tell you. Yeah, no, it was nice to see him dancing around with the boys. I, mean, I don't know about his moves. Yeah, but I, yeah he threw that peak side up like it was 1985. Yeah, he was like, he, he didn't know what to do, yeah. you know, which is cool. I get yeah. it, you know. I, look, look at back, least he's having fun. You go back to your heyday, you know what I mean? That, that's what, that's what Yo, he was, a handsome young well, man. Well, you know? if, if, if all we need now, if they win a Super Bowl, I want to see, or I'm going to say when they win the Super Bowl, I want to see Doug Peterson and Jeffrey Lurie doing a little kid and play two-step, reminisce house party, Back in the back in the eighties or late eighties, it's out. Early not whatever it was, but man, I'll tell you what. You talk about going viral. That thing would go viral on well, the internet. Well, I will say they'll have to wait till the NFL draft to record because <laughs> they, dude, they ain't picking that up. They, <laughs> they, they ain't got time. To you never know, up. man. You never time. know. Uh, uh-uh. uh. They better be focusing on the uh, the job at hand. No you man, know, which I, is not going to be easy. It's you know? not. Listen, and we're gonna, we're going to talk about the you know we'll talk about New England in a few minutes, and you know I'm not going to spend a lot of time on them because I, I I really I'm tired of the Patriots, tired of Tom Brady is the goat in my mind, but I'm just tired of seeing it. Uh, but you know there was only two who I count. This is what's this is another thing that's going to set me off this week, and, and it already has. And uh, there was two guys, two guys in the national media who said. They believed in the Eagles. There was two guys. It was Kyle Brandt and it was Tony Dungy. That's it. Nobody else gave us a chance. Nobody. And, and you know, I don't want to see them go back on the loins this week. Okay, stay true to yourself. Stay true to your vision and admit that you were wrong. That's all. It's all good. It's not a problem. I know you got a job to do, but we don't. We don't want you on the wagon now. That's the problem. If you didn't, be, if you didn't believe, I'm not saying all season. If last week. You didn't believe. Uh, Michael Irvin came out. You know what? You know how about Michael Irvin? Michael Irvin was on ninety-seven five or WIP. I forget which one he was. I think it was WIP. It was on what marks? Okay, and he specifically said how you know the Eagles can win and this and that. And then the guy flips the script like a like a typical cockroach cowboy fan. Okay, and he gets on on uh, NFL Network and says Nick Foles is going to get sacked eight times. He won't throw for eighty-eight yards, and the Eagles are going to lose. You know what, dude? Do me a favor. We don't want you on our airwaves anymore. I, I and I was a, a football Michael Irvin fan, but as an analyst, because of something like that. I want no parts of you now because now what you just showed me is you're just going to bite in to whatever audience you need, whether you need clicks, whether you need popularity. I don't know what it is, but to me, that's not a true guy, and I don't like that. I'm true. That's why you know people like me. They hate me. It is what it is. I, I give you my opinion 100%, and that kind of stuff, there's no need for that. And there's going to be more of that. There's going to be more of that, I'm sure. You know, all these analysts are going to come out of the woodwork now, you know, every single one of them. You know, Jimmy Johnson. You know what? Screw Jimmy Johnson, too, for Buying into the snowball thing again. Dude, it's old. Get over it. I think that guy hit me in the head with a snowball, he said. Are you serious, man? Come on. Stop. That's so old. It actually sounds ridiculous when you even mention it anymore. So I'm just, I, I know there's going to be more, and I'm trying to channel the anger, but it's just its just not going to work, dude. I am going to go off. Well, there's a lot of people that are going to be switching over to Eagles. I mean, call it a bandwagon or not. Look, I didn't yeah. believe that they were going to do it. I mean, you know, and I, I bleed black and gold, whatever. I'm one of the outsiders that's not, you know, from Philly. So I really didn't believe in them. But the more they did it, and especially after this week's game, 
I, you know, there's a lot of people out there that believe him. I mean, how many? What if they let up in the playoff? How many did they let up to Atlanta in the ten playoffs? points to okay. Atlanta? So seven, seven points. So seventeen seven points. Seventeen points through two games. And all you we heard, I mean? all we heard about is the Minnesota defense was right number one. Right. And I mean, this team has just taken a, a different direction. It was a little rough right after Wentz went down. They got together. They've taken a different direction. I know you as an Eagles fan. Yeah, I was the same way. I don't care who's on my side. I've been on my side the whole time, and everybody else, <laughs> dude, get off my side. You know, don't even come over here. You know what nah, I mean? But, I, I agree with that. I just it's just when they're they're they're. they're I know they have a job to do, but what I'm saying yeah, is the, you you got to look at it on both sides. Yeah. And they seem to be blindsided on one way. And that's what I'm saying. If, you know, if you give an opinion, which I have, okay, yes, I wasn't a believer when Nick when Nick Foles came in. And I, I, I specifically said that. We, we talked about that earlier. I'm not going to get into that. But I also said that if, I always had the if factor, if. If this could ha- if these things fall into place, we could do this. If okay, there's never an if. Okay, if you do your job and you just adamantly say it's never going to happen, this is what's going to go down. I have no faith in you now. So now, no, you don't deserve to get on my wagon. Okay, get off. Go back to Minnesota. Okay, go go you know celebrate with their fans or cry or you know in their misery like they've been for the last week, but. Uh, I'm just saying, I, I I don't think there's any part of that. Well, I, I, I don't want them on my airwaves. Well, That's all I'm saying. With, with Michael Irvin, if you actually believed he was going to be on the Eagles bandwagon, I mean, come on now. Yeah, I but, don't ever see but, that but happening. You're, you're, you're right, but how, how hypocritical. You come on our, uh, what? You, you, whatever. What? So maybe somebody will buy you a drink when you come here? He, whatever. He, he Get was, out of here. He was being polite. You know? Yeah, he was being polite. <laughs> but, you know, and, and that brings up another point. Okay, and uh, you know, again, we're gonna get to the, we're gonna get to our little preview. We're gonna get a little fantasy talk, but man, I'll tell you what, the the Twitter trolls are out and loud. Um, you know, I I wrote something yesterday, and I, and I stand by it. Listen, Philly, you know, and I, maybe I need to heed my own advice, but don't pay attention to the trolls. Okay, Minnesota, they have nothing right now. They have a skull chant. That's basically what they have. They took an L on the chin. They're wondering. They're looking for milk cartons all over for the defense and seeing if they showed up. And do they, right? have, a, do they have a quarterback controversy? Of in course reality? they do. Bradford. Of course Bradford, they do. Keenum and uh, Bridgewater. Let's, That's let, three let, guys. Let's you, be honest. I mean, you know, of course. Listen, it, you know, here's, here's, here's the, the – again, talk about true fans. You bring up a good point. Okay, and, and, and I, I did my segment again. Shout out Guy Wayman, WENJ Radio out of Tampa. I do it every Monday, 4.05. And I asked him the same question I'll ask you. Okay, if you're a franchise that's looking for a quarterback and you have to do one of four things, you could draft one or you pay Blake Bortles, Case Keenum, or Nick Foles to be your franchise quarterback because they're going to get paid $20 million. Are you willing to back up the truck for any three of those guys? Of course you're not. So that's being true. And that's not any knock to Nick Foles, any knock to Case Keenum or Blake Bortles. It's just knowing that you don't have what it to be. But that's not your role. And I guarantee you, Nick Foles will tell you that's not the guy who wanted to friggin' retire. Okay? So he doesn't want to play a full season. Like I said, he wants to carry a clipboard. That's okay. Case Keenum, he's not that good. He Listen, they, they did a good job hiding him. 
That's what they did. They really did. Well, he you, had some good throws. You, you I got to give it to him. You have he good, did. You have a good defense. They run the ball well. I mean, there. Yes, he's had good throws. I mean, his receivers have made good catches. Right. You know what I mean, but that's not. And, gonna, that's not well, gonna, the, the the next four years. Is, and it's like everything, man. And I mean, it's the streaks. Is this the guy that is? He went through a very, and I call it a hot streak. I'm not. He just was playing above his head a little bit for that streak. Oh, no you know doubt. I mean? so no doubt. So eventually, you come back to who you are. You know what I mean? Um, you know, that's any sport, and you got to kind of sift through what is a breakout. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, Stud. I know. Yeah, I know how you feel about him. And, <laughs> you know, but the top point, five fantasy quarterback. But, but the point is, yeah. you have a 49ers lost season that he comes in and plays three games, and yeah, he blew up. But is that really the guy he is? I mean, Absolutely. I I Absolutely. Know. I mean, it, listen, it, you know, I, all I'm saying is, you know, this this is all. What's this going to lead to? Sam Bradford getting paid again. This is what this is going to. This guy, okay. Uh, you know, uh, uh, whether he be he needs to be arrested for grand larceny because this guy has stole so much money over the last few years, and he's going to steal it again, again. I don't know who it's going to be from. Whether it be the Jets. Okay, whether it be the Cardinals, he's going to steal money from somebody. You know what? In, in reality, you watch our luck, okay, because we have so much love for Sammy Sleeves. He'll wind up going to Denver and be playing in the NFC Championship game next year. I don't know, but he's going to get paid again, dude. I, I, I can't believe that this guy, he, he, has every, he has one good game. And he sucks everybody in. Oh, that's the guy who was the number one pick with the double ACL injury. That's I know that's the guy. We can bring it out. Just like the Baltimore Ravens preseason game where we all talk Super Bowl. We're going to the Super Bowl with Sam Bradford. Okay, he gets you sucked all in, and then he lays a friggin' turn. Okay, again. But he's going to get paid, dude. He's going to get paid. I don't know. With, the, with his injury and he... It, kind of just got look he, at the quarterbacks got, in the NFL yeah but think I'm say, about it oh I'm saying I don't even know I wouldn't be surprised if he retired hopefully well here you go I, you I, I, uh, Mr. Mr. Steel City so say Ben Roethlisberger retires right and they tell you that you have two options you're going to roll with Landry Jones or you can sign Sam Bradford what are you doing that's all the options you got was, uh, I'm, be, I'm, I'm just dra- I'm, I'm, I'm be, drafted somebody or trading. Yeah, but but, 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 your, but your draft, your draft, even you draft a quarterback. That guy is not going to come in and play from day one because you're not going to have a high enough pick. I, I'll, I'll stick with Landry Jones for six for uh, uh, six games. You know what? And, and I respect that, but I think the majority of people would say because not, I have not I, to pay that money. I, I hear what you're saying. I think they would. I, I think they would. I, well, I don't want them to get no Sam Bradford. No. <laughs> All right, we'll just leave it at that. All right. But uh, I'm just saying, the, 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 this is what happens when you have such a watered-down quarterback position but, in the NFL. And that, uh, That's what happens. Look at Brock Osweiler. Dude, he, he goes out. It never really did nothing. Houston signs him. Then he gets cut, goes to Cleveland, and then he's back at Denver and still can't make anything for him. I mean, it happens every yeah, year. Yeah, but you Brock Os- Osweiler wasn't a number one pick. Oh, I, that's it, what I'm saying. I hear you, but at some point, it doesn't matter. You're still those fringe quarterbacks that, you know what I mean, have a job, the team has success, you become a free agent or whatever. It's always... No, you're right about that. You are. You're right about that. It's always the other teams trying to find, 
where's that hidden gem work? Where can I get a guy that I don't have to pay like the Pro Bowlers, but I think he was hidden somewhere? You know what I mean? That hidden gem. Getting the backup from uh, New England. Getting Garoppolo. You know what I mean? Or, oh, he did this in Denver. Maybe he is up and coming. You don't know why Denver was getting rid of him. You know what I mean? You don't really see that side of it. No, that's true. But if you need, it's a valid point. I mean, almost like the Steelers. But, like, okay, you, you're rolling with Tom Savage. Would you rather take a shot on Osweiler? You know what I mean? After he put up... I don't know, but those are the guys that oftentimes flame out. You know, sounds, I mean? Tom Savage sounds like a, like an extra on MacGyver or something. Like I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this guy, like I don't know. That doesn't even like I couldn't even envision him being a franchise quarterback, even if he was great. Tom Savage, that's just not a not a like quarterback name. Well, he would he would do pro wrestling <laughs> on the side. You know what I mean? Maybe like a lacrosse player or something, but Tom Savage is not a franchise quarterback name. Just like TJ Yates. You know what I mean? TJ Yates. Like, he sounds like a jockey. Dude, all he does does is win playoff games. (laughs) Wow. But let's get into fast forward, okay? We we, we could touch on real fast. Uh, I'm sure you watched the Jacksonville New England game. I watched it, you know, and I want to give a a little... (laughs) A little shout out to some people uh, who will remain nameless, but they will be my Facebook followers, I would like to call them, who were adamant about New England cheated. I'm tired. They're cheaters. Uh, There's too many penalties against Jacksonville. Listen, I'm going to sum this up in one statement, okay? And I think we can all agree, uh, for the most of us who who don't have blinders on, Tom Brady is the GOAT, okay? Whether you like him or you hate him, the guy's the GOAT. And Jacksonville had every opportunity, two drives in a row, to close the game out. And they couldn't do it. They took the foot off the game. They, they, they couldn't do it. And, you, and, and, and we talk about quarterbacks, right? That's a good point. So why did Doug Marone take the foot off the gas? Because he didn't want to trust Blake Bortles to make a mistake. Unfortunately, when you're playing a game, even though, even though Blake Bortles is probably the best throw of his pro career, if Stephon Gilmore doesn't get over there and tip that ball, we're talking different outcome right here. Right. And and that was a, a, a remarkable play. That was probably the best throw. It was on the money. Okay. I, I don't know what receiver it was. Was it Westbrook or Coles or Hearn? Um, I, I forget which guy it was, but it was just, it, it was a fantastic play. But the problem is, before that, Doug Marone took the foot off the gas because he he had no confidence in his quarterback to throw the ball. He was trying to protect the ball, which is fine. They play kind of like that all year. But when you go three downs, first and ten, nothing. Second and ten, nothing. Third and ten, nothing. With the game on the line, and you give the ball on half the field back to Tom Brady, what in God's name do you think is going to happen? That's not cheating, man. Well, that's they, not cheating. They did that's it, just football. They did it a lot in the second half. Just run, you know, Jacksonville's trying to run the clock. They don't, you know, they don't want any stoppages. You want to keep the ball out of Brady's hands. So they're running for net. All right, well, they're running up the middle. New England knows what you're doing. Like, what do you think? They think you're going to come out, Jacksonville's going to come out in a spread offense in the second half with a lead? You know what I mean? So they know they're running the ball. That's why they were getting one yard, first and ten. Yeah, but people yard, knew they were running the ball all year. What the hell make it, what, what, what the hell difference did that make? Well, I mean, they knew Fournette was going to run the ball. 
We, 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 TJ Gaten was going to... Yeah, they, they, they knew that. Yeah, but the whole first half of the game, Bortles was passing the ball. They were moving the ball down the field. They, You know what I mean? And they picked and chose when they did it. Not on the typical every first down, second time. No, that's down, true, but we're not ball. talking about a, a, a lustrous defense here. Name a name two pro bowlers on that New England defense. Oh, no. I'm right? Not, you know what I mean? No, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not, just saying. I mean, right. so it's not like you were going up against Minnesota or Philadelphia, okay? You weren't going up, or Carolina. You, you were going up against New England, whose defense is, eh, what, 23rd? Yeah. I mean, come on. Yep. Let's face it. So you could not defeat the New England defense. And in turn, what you did is you gave the ball back to the GOAT. You gave it to the GOAT. And fans, followers, it's not cheating, man. It's well, not cheating. I, I I would love it to be cheating. I would love to say New England is, is a bunch of cheaters and they don't deserve anything. Dude, get over it, man. They're, they are that good. And we're going to have to be that much better if we want to beat them. Simple as that. I'm like gritting my teeth. <laughs> I, the, uh, yes, I, I'm, I didn't. I, I, I have semi blinders on. I'm right? sure you do so, a little bit because I you've mean, been I'm, smoked I'm, over the last I'm, how many years by that? I'm pretty good at getting rid of it. The one on the sidelines where Cooks was out of bounds. That I'm not. Saying, Are you talking about the PI on Jalen yeah, Ramsey? Yeah, I'm not saying that it wasn't. I mean, they were both fighting the ball. Ramsey definitely had his head head around, but he, Cooks was kind of nudged out of bounds before that. I mean, questionable call, but what I'm saying is that I do think, I'm not saying it was a cheat call, a blown call, or anything, but I think a lot of times when there's, the game. when there's close calls, I think more often than not that New England will get the call. Yeah, but my, my whole thing is, and, and again, well, Doc, you're a sports coach. I'm a, I'm a youth sports coach. And the first thing I teach my kids all the time is you don't worry about the calls. No. First thing, right? And you know that. Nope. And you say, hey, listen, we and, and a good coach, what they say is we should not be put in that position anyway. Absolutely. If we would have made plays before that, right. we wouldn't be it here, doesn't right? Come down to you don't want to put it in the referee's hands. Exactly. But what I'm saying is we can't constantly say the only reason why New England wins oh, no. is because they're cheaters. No. Listen, I'm tired of seeing the Patriots. Trust me. I'm tired of seeing Giselle's boy running and flopping onto the field. I'm tired of it. Trust me, just as much as you. But unfortunately, he is the greatest of all time. And now, Nick Foles, Doug Peterson, and Jim Schwartz are going to have to devise a game plan to not only stop and control. I couldn't say stop because you don't stop. You can try to hope to contain, to contain ter- Tom Terrific, okay? And you got to hope that you can outdoor Mr. Belichick. Well, that's what you have. You to You got to get right in now. Brady's face, and you got to hit Gronk hard. Because okay. I'll tell you what, dude, he was getting yeah. smashed. I'm not saying hey, even, even if he, he got all bruised, even <laughs> even if he didn't get his bell rung. I'm saying. Dude, they were putting a hurting on him in that game. Good. Dude, even the even they the need one, to. Dude, he had a he had, even the catch he got, you know what I mean? He got nailed pretty good. There was another one that he he dropped the ball cuz he got hit pretty good. Who 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 took him out? Was it Church? Was it Barry Church? I think so. I mean, I you know. Think so. uh, but 
that that's the secret. And we're going to say, I mean, obviously, he'll be ready to play because of the two weeks off. So you're going to get Gronk, okay? Yep. You're you're definitely going to get Gronk. And and you know, listen, you got two guys over there, Matt Patricia, and you got guys in Josh McDaniels who already head coaches. Okay, you got Josh McDaniels, the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. You got Patricia's the head coach of the Detroit Lions, which will be announced after the Super Bowl. And that Arizona job's still open, boys. So I don't know if it's Filippo or it's Jim Schwartz, but that's one of these guys' jobs. That's why nothing's being done out there in Arizona. So, it, it, you know, the, the sideshow of this game might not be Doug against Bill. It might be Schwartz against McDaniels. And it, you know what I'm saying? And it might be Peterson against Patricia because Frank Reich, Again, I said Doug Peterson used to be a Gatorade mixer. Well, Frank Reich's a Gatorade mixer on this team. So Doug's calling a play. So it's going to be him against Matt. And it's going to be a chess match. And we're going to see who wins. And that's all we can do. That's all we can do. And, and, and you know, we're going to take it back. We're going to, let's erase the, the nightmare of 2004. Okay, because let's face it. 2004 was our game. We should have won that game. New England wasn't even that good that year. Again, they weren't even that good that year. Okay, I, I, again, like, you know, for the life of me, just uh, this year, Nick Foles, remember, you're throwing against Patrick Chung. Remember that. That guy, that guy couldn't catch a cold in Philadelphia. Now, all of a sudden, he, you know, I know it's a scheme, but now all of a sudden, he, he, you know, he's a pro bowler in New England. Okay, we can do this. Okay, you went up against Adam Thielen and, and, and Stephon Diggs, and you shot them down. Okay. Listen, it's going to be another another adventure. Right? You know, I, I don't think they, the New England receivers are a caliber that you faced in Minnesota, but they do so many different things. Okay, let's face it. N- Nigel Bradham, all you need to do is hit Amendola once. He's a bad hammy or a bad headshot to be out of the game. Let's face it. Yeah, but I'm going to right? tell you, I'm going to tell you this. I don't care what you do. It's not the receiver. I mean, it's you don't on, think it's the receivers? It's, no, it's on the D backs. It's on the D backs. Well, that's what I'm saying. But it's not on the receiver. It's on the D backs and Tom Brady because if one of five guys is open, he's going to find them. It's not shutting down. I mean, I don't care about the skill of Cooks, Amendola, Hogan. I don't care. The point is, if there's four or five receivers out there and one is not covered, Brady will find him and he's going to nail it. Uh, well, Brady's only going to find him if he has time to find him. Yes. We all yep. know the secret to, 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 to getting the Tom Brady. You yep. need to get to him early and often and you need to face. knock him down. Yep. That's all you do. Whether you sack him or not, just hit him hard, knock him down. I, I loved watching him, watching him fall down with that hand the whole game. I loved watching that. He was like falling on his elbow, so his hand wouldn't hit the ground. And give me a break. Yeah, it was nice to see. Yeah, him. after he was yelling at the cameraman and get off the field, and he's such a prima donna. He really is. Not you know, he is the goat. But some of his you know his rituals and some of his his actions are just ridiculous. And I'm just so tired of seeing it. So you know, at the end of the day, listen, I, you know. Again, I said this in the beginning of the show. I'm going to say it again. This is homer mode, okay? This is when it's okay, it's okay to go 100% homer. You bleed green for this moment, and you go all in. And if Doug can define a, a nice game plan and a defensive line can play as, as well as they played last week, okay, we can win this game. We can say whatever. That's not a homer mentality. We can win this game. We're five and a half dogs. They said if Carson Wentz was playing, it would be a pick em, but we can win this game. And one of the funny parts I wanted to bring up, and I kind of alluded to this last week, and I know it was this, you know, another thing with, you know, the poster being released with Case Keenum and Tom Brady and, oh, my God, they already picked them to go to the Super Bowl. Listen, relax. 
Okay. Obviously, there's four, five, there's all different scenarios that were printed up. That one just, of course, that one got released by accident. Whatever. It got leaked. It is what it is. But at the end of the day, you can't put Nick Foles on the poster, can you? I don't think you can. I'm going to be honest here. I think it's got to be, it's got to be Brady versus Cox hey. or I, I think Fletcher because no. I do. I'm, I'm going Foles, dude. I don't think, think you can hey, put If on the it. Eagles win, there's a good shot that he's Super Bowl MVP. No, I, if listen. he puts up a game like he did against Minnesota, he's Super Bowl MVP. And if he's not on that poster, man, that would be dirty. See, I called him the Super Bowl MVP, okay, uh, for the NFC Championship game, which he was. I don't think he's going to be Super Bowl MVP. Okay, I, I, I you know, I, you know, it's it's early, and you know, we could talk. You know, obviously next week we'll get more in predictions, but I just, I, 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 I have a, I have a vision that this is going to be, and my visions have been pretty goddamn good. I'm gonna start my own like, uh, at my own, what do they call it, uh, my card reader business or something, but tarot, tarot card, tarot tea leaves card. or whatever the hell that shit is. But I, I, what I'm thinking is, I'm thinking it's one of those pick sixes. Okay, to end the game. Okay, Brady gets hit. Fletcher Cox hits his arm. Ball goes up. Does a little David Tyree bounce. And lo and behold, who's it falling to? Malcolm Jenkins. He runs it back. There you go. Malcolm Jenkins, Super Bowl MVP. The Eagles win by a touchdown. That's the way I see this game happening. I think it's we're going to be on the on on the edge of our seat. Okay, we're all you know we're going to maybe we'll even do a skull clap. I don't know, but we're going to be intense in this game, and I I think it's going to go down to the wire, and I can see something crazy like that happening. Oh my God, they they're not going to be enough Crisco in this town for those polls. I'm going to tell you that right now. Well, and you know what? There there's not a big enough halftime lead. You could have against Tom Brady. No, there's not. You, 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 not. What you said earlier about Jacksonville, yep. Doug, listen, don't take your foot off the gas. You can't. You can't. You got to go and, You got to go vault, Jacksonville out. Cha- they wanted to run the ball, but Bortles was having the game of his life in the first half. And then they said, okay, we got to leave. We're just going to run the ball. And they, they didn't let him do what he was doing. I mean, uh, plain and simple. You put them in tough third down situations late in the game. They know you got to pass the ball. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And uh, yeah, Jacksonville just they. I was not thrilled with their uh, game plan in the second half. But yeah, you cannot you cannot let the foot off the gas because Brady will put up twenty one points in a heartbeat. So you know, we. I, I'm thinking, if I'm not mistaken, I I think I could probably. I was two and zero last week, right? You you are eight and two wow, in yo. the playoffs. If you want any picks, just call me up, my man. Eight and two. I am on a I'm on a hot streak. I really am. And I'm on a hot streak. And what are you? I'm well, I'm seven and three if you put the losses first. So call me and go opposite. <laughs> and if me and Tony are both aligned picking the opposite, I'll tell you what, it's like a slam dunk yeah. lock. <laughs> Stone cold lock. Yep. Austin three sixteen. So uh, but 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 I'm thinking because it's your strength and not mine, okay? It, it is a little strength. It is, but you're way more into it than I am. I'm thinking you kind of kicked my butt a little bit in the fantasy area. But I did pick the yeah. number one quarterback, Mr. Nick Foles. Yes, you did. It, okay. wa- it wasn't enough to overcome your other picks. But, that, 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 uh, that's okay. Yeah, we, we had a close game this week. Um, what do we got here? I know I had I, – I, did, did I have Kyle Rudolph too? No, you went with Ertz. Oh, I did you go with – who had a good game? You're, yeah, he had a decent game. You're taught you had Foles, he put up twenty six. Um Thielen hurt you. He only put up five point eight. So he had a broken back though. I'm gonna give it to him. Yeah, 
whatever. <laughs> Ertz and Cooks both, yeah, 17-3 and then 16 points. Yeah, Cooks had a good game. So, yeah, you ended up with 78.7. Um, I had Brady, Fournette, Gronk going out hurt me, putting up only 3.1 points. But I had Mr. Two Touchdown, Danny Danny Amendola. Danny Amendola. My top performer at 27.7. So, He's yeah. a bad hammy away from, from exiting the league. So Stop I, with Danny Amendola. Even though that oh, was, I don't disagree wait, with you. Even though that was a remarkable catch to get yeah, his feet in bed. I mean, yeah, yeah, that was insane, dude. Yeah. That was a Santonio Holmes esque in my mind. Uh, then, yeah, I'm sorry, uh, bro. You, you it could, was. You could throw esque at the end of that, <laughs> but it, it, it was not there. It was a good catch. So, so yes, yeah, so <laughs> fantasy. I'm three and zero through the playoffs. You're kicking my butt at the picks, and, but. and just so everybody knows, okay, obviously, yeah, we're this is a we're we're basically a four for four station, okay. We are gonna, but obviously, this is Eagles talk. You know, Eagles are the hot item. That that's who's left. We got to get beyond our boys, okay. But you know, after Super Bowl, you know, we're gonna we're, we're gonna talk baseball, we're gonna talk football, we're gonna talk basketball, mix a little hockey in here and there. Um, you know, we have a lot, a lot of plans of getting some special guests on, on board with us. And, you know, check out our – listen, check out our new website too. Uh, you know, again, uh, for people to follow me, always know I go – you know, I had the Fantasy Sports Addiction tag, which is still there, okay? But we now we, – we branded the heat ratio into that uh, into that website. So now, you know, it is the heat ratio brought to you by Fantasy Sports Addiction. The reason why we're still Fantasy Sports Addiction is because John is the master of spreadsheets when it comes – to you know, whether it be Roto Roto, he's he's like his own Roto world over there when it comes to baseball and football. So uh, we're we're going to get in touch with a uh, with the followers out there. We we'll get a little fancy baseball league going. Uh, we'll have some pre draft talk. I've, uh, I've already been fielding questions. Yeah, he's on already Twitter. doing. He's P- already and keep PG yeah. John thirty six. Right, PGH John. PGH John, thirty six. Yep, yeah. I've um, been fielding keeper questions. Yeah, I mean um, because mock draft. Oh, yeah. he, he's all over. Yeah, I'm. I'm through my hitter rankings. I got. I got to get the pitcher rankings done uh, soon. That's tough, not knowing you know all the rotation slots and everything. But yeah, I'm going to be writing up my articles. You know, I know it's a uh, big two weeks here in Philly, and probably even after. Hopefully, you know, it'll be a, a long month, but. Uh, Fancy baseball for the heat ratio is uh, already going on. You know, what I mean, I'll let, absolutely. I'll let Tony celebrate. Just, all I gotta <laughs> say for all you fancy baseball people out there, thank goodness the Steelers didn't win because you don't want to follow his fancy baseball uh, recommendations. Oh, so, well, we're gonna have a little contest on here, uh, you know, coming up, and I'll be announcing it soon. We'll, we'll, we'll let the you know the fans pick some players. Me and John will pick some players, and we'll we'll kind of go through. Uh, a whole season with those few guys and see how we roll but you know again you know this this was things are going to be changing every week uh you know hopefully you guys enjoy what you hear we, we, we got a, a really good uh a really good popularity level going on, on itunes which i thank everybody for that i uh, got a decent following on twitter we're still building that uh remember there's so many things going on Okay, you can always you get it with John. He's he's on Twitter all the time now. Finally, gotten his ass a little bit, and and he's growing. So he's he's, he's like a proud pop. Blowing, I'm here. blowing. Yeah. I'm blowing up. <laughs> Be careful, but uh, you know, <laughs> but now nah, he is, and which is a good thing. And, and you know, you can again, you know, you can always you can always hear me, and you know, I'm all over. And you know, please support the heat ratio at the heat ratio on Twitter. Uh, we use the followers. You can email us at. Uh, 
the heat ratio at yahoo.com. Again, my Twitter handle at Ticatillo23. A Facebook, listen, Facebook page. Again, still Fantasy Sports Addiction, okay? Heat ratio brought to you by Fantasy Sports Addiction. Okay, you go to the website, Fantasy Sports Addiction. You're going to see the heat ratio. It's on board there because it's all about sports and it's all about fantasy. So, uh, again. Uh, yeah, and I'll be getting my positional uh, there you go. rankings, my articles, uh, you know what I mean, going over the first, you know, each position. I'll have every uh, couple days reviewing the position. Risers, fallers, you know, injury players, over, you know, just general rankings and information to help you. And we'll so, be looking for uh, contributors out there, too. I'm going to push the thing out. Uh, had some people contact me, uh, ask about uh, contributing uh, to the website, which would be great. Uh, the more articles, the better. We can get that going. I uh, just gave the, the, the site a facelift, so to speak. Uh, I think it looks pretty good. Let us know what you think. Uh, I'm going to be, uh, man, it's a busy two weeks. Um, Fourth and John, doing a Fourth and John. Uh, we're doing, a, me and John look like we're doing a, a, a collaboration with the Fourth and Go Boys. Uh, Wildfire Sports. Uh, we're doing uh, every Monday. You catch me on WNG Radio 405 for my sports rap. Uh, I, I'm actually doing a segment next week for the Super Bowl on Fox. Uh, Fox 40 out in California. They want to talk to the old Philly boy, which I'm going to make us proud. And again, you know, I just want to thanks again for listening. And uh, we'll see you every Wednesday. Lock it in live, 12 to 1, wildfireradio.com. Uh, everybody, enjoy your week. Be safe, be smart, and rep that rep that green, baby. I, I gotta, Go Eagles. I got to figure out my new Eagles jersey, man. Oh, uh, yeah. We're, 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 we're going to talk about Ordering it today, but I tell you what, but I ain't wearing Mike it Mamula. for the game. Mike Mamula. I ain't wearing it for the game, man. I'm 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 <laughs> sticking with my old school McNabb. McNabb. Hey, do you want me to change what I've been doing? No, exactly. keep it going. Exactly. Keep it going. Superstitions alive, baby. Again, all right. Well, thank you all for for listening and tuning in. Get us at get at us. I'm sorry at Twitter. I'm still excited, and uh, we'll see you next week. All right, take care, everybody.